Dun, 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 dun. I have published a new book. It's called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. You can find it on Kindle and in paperback form on Amazon, and the audiobook is coming soon. So check out The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude on Amazon now. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Motivation Sunday update for Sunday, September 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. Feels like September just kind of flown by, at least to me. I don't know, time is very subjective sort of thing. I feel like it's the beginning of September, like yesterday, and then a whole bunch of stuff went by, and now, whoop, it's almost October, uh, which is a far cry from some of the other months in the past few years where it felt like they took about a year and a half or so. So I got a bunch of stuff going on, a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about. Uh, first off, I did a workshop, which you can find a recording of, which I'm going to talk about on follow-up. I want to talk about the value of being a jack-of-all-trades and uh, why I think it's awesome. Uh, well, I'm a jack-of-all-trades, and so why I think I'm awesome. Really, a little bit about debt and different types of debt, and then the fact that artificial intelligence will inevitably replace us all, and how that is good news if you play the game correctly. So first off, I recently did a workshop for the Our Lunch Club of Bergen County virtual uh, virtual lunch club, and I did a talk on follow-up. So when I was invited, I was told that, you know, the people in this group, these, these are experienced networkers, they know how to network, they don't need to know how to, to build their network, um, so, you know, teach them something more advanced. And I thought, well, if the first thing you learn in networking is how to meet a bunch of people, how to meet a lot of the people you want to connect with. But what most people don't learn is what to do with them after. You know, it's like the dog who chases the car. What do you do when you catch the car? You bite the bumper and then, uh, I don't know. So I gave a talk on friendly follow-up, which is what I call the style of follow-up that I do. Someone suggests I should trademark it. That seems like a lot of work, but I friendly follow-up is what I call it. And uh, so I gave that talk. It was very well received. It was supposed to be a 10-minute talk with two breakout sessions. It ended up being a just Q&A session for 35 more minutes as people wanted to know more and more and more. And I said, ooh, I guess I know something here. I sent out an email to my list and um, now, as you may recall, I'm moving my list over from my old platform where there's a thousand folks to my new platform where there's like 200 because um, of some technical difficulties. I sent out to the small list, the 200, and I said, hey, I gave this talk on friendly follow-up and uh, on you know what to do after you meet people. Would anyone be interested in me giving this talk again where you could go to it? And I got like 10 replies off 200 emails which anyone who knows about email, that's a pretty high number of people to hit hit control R and say, hey, yeah, yeah, let's do this. So I gave that talk at the first Club 21 meeting yesterday, and sure enough, the same thing happened. Uh, it's supposed to be about a 10-minute talk, and then we're going to go to networking. It was a 10-minute talk, and then we did 35 minutes of Q&A as people wanted to know more and more stuff. So that is recorded, as all the Club 21 talks will be. It's uh, You go to conference21.com, click on my name. As I record this, I haven't uploaded this, but by the time you listen to it, I believe, I hope, I will have uploaded it. So go to conference21, look for my name, and you'll see that video. I put all the Q&A in there as well. So ordinarily, those talks will be 10-minute YouTube videos, but, uh, but you know, when you're the moderator and the speaker at the same time, sometimes you get a little bit out of control. Uh, so it got me thinking as people were asking me all these questions, some of the questions were specific, you know, how should I do the email follow-up and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and you're probably wondering as you're listening, well, Michael, what the heck are you talking about? 
How do I do email follow-up? Well, I could say, well, go to conference21.com and go listen to the talk. But let me give you a summary, quick summary. So let's say you know how to meet lots of people. Now, meeting lots of people is basically iterative. It's going to a lot of events and making a lot of one-to-ones and making a lot of connections. Um, go where people are, meet them. Uh, if you want to know more, go to book.guyknowsaguy.com, buy my book, and read it because it talks all about how to make connections in the networking environment. Uh, and, and the key thing, the, the one key thing, if you don't bother to read the book, is you have to go in with the attitude of you want to give, not take. So if you're saying, I want to have a huge list, so I'm going to go out there and, and take people's emails. You can't take emails. I mean, I guess you could hack into a system and take emails. But you got to get people to give you their emails. You can't like reach through the computer and just rip their email out of their mind. You have to get them to voluntarily give you their email. And you do that by creating some kind of value. So you go to the networking environment and you're asking things like, who's your ideal referral? How can I help you? Who would you like to be introduced to? What are you looking to learn and gain and grow and et cetera, et cetera. So that is how you grow this. If you do this a lot, you're going to get a lot of new connections. I meet, I estimate I've done 500 one to, including podcast interviews and things like that. I've done about 500 one-to-ones over the last year because I do as many as 10 a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I think 10 is a decent average. 10 times 50 is 500. I've done about 500. Through that, I've learned a bunch of stuff. I've also met a bunch of people, and I've not stayed in touch with all these people. So this is where the problem is. I've met 500 people. Many of them might benefit from what I do. I might benefit from what they do, but we talked once and then lost touch. What I finally started doing is that I don't want to lose these people's contact info. So the idea I came up with, simple solution, when I set up a one-to-one with someone, I add them into InfluencerSoft, and there's a two-email sequence. Email number one is, here's, here's what I'm about, here's what I'm working on, here's the current projects, which, as I say this again, I realize I need to update that email. Uh, email number two is, here's my story. That's a little more evergreen. I, you know, I opened a game store. I moved here in 2014. Um, didn't know anyone. Blah, 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 blah. At the end of the second email, I say, I look forward to meeting you. I explain during these emails, the purpose of all this coming in email form is so I don't have to spend a bunch of our 30 minutes talking about me and what I do. We can talk about you and what you do because you just read about what I do. You can cherry pick and say, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that and not have to have me share my whole life story. So you can talk about what you're doing, you can talk about your needs, and that frees me up to be able to help you. Look at that. Look at how this all comes together. At the end of the second email, I say, I've taken the liberty of adding you to my email list, through which you're going to learn more about my programs and my podcasts and the other things I'm doing. If that gets to be too much, feel free to unsubscribe. No offense if you do that. And they end up on the list, and they get the emails, and surprise, surprise, almost no one unsubscribes. Almost no one. Why? They wanted to meet me. That's why they set up a one-to-one with me. They want to learn this stuff. But if it gets to be too much, I have everything actually divided into four lists so they can pick and choose. They can can say, well, I want to get your podcast updates, but I don't want to get your workshops and promotions. Um, And then when I write the emails, they are emails people want to get. A compliment I get fairly often is, I read your emails. It takes a lot to get me to read emails. Now, it's not because I'm some copywriting genius. It is because, it is because I write them like I'm writing to a person. I don't write to an audience for maximum effect. I write to Susie. I write to Jane. I write to John. I write to 
a person, maybe not a specific person in mind, but I write as if I'm writing to a person. Hey, I thought this would interest you. I was thinking about this and I wanted to share it. Things like that. It's easier to write that way. That's a natural way of writing and people respond to it because it feels like natural writing. So that is the, the gist of it. Wow, I talked a long time about that. We are eight minutes in. Anyway, uh, let me talk about the other things. So in this Q&A, I realized people were throwing me some, some questions that were on topic and a couple questions out of left field. And I realized I have intelligent answers for all of them. Not necessarily comprehensive answers. I, mean, I can tell you how I use my email to get a 35% open rate and get 10 people to respond out of 200 when I send out an email. Um, so that's a thing I can do and can teach. But a lot of other things, I don't necessarily know the answer, but I know the first step of the answer. And if you're new in business or if you're in business and simply haven't encountered a particular thing before, the first step of the answer, like, do I need an accountant or a lawyer for this problem? That, that's a question that comes up someone often. Or who is the expert I can hire to do this? You know, I want amazing, mind-controlling email follow-up. How do I do that? Well, I can't tell you how to set up a year-long system that will, that will create you know, powerful engagement over time. But I know who can, and I can introduce you to them. I don't know how to build bots but I know who does. I don't know how to optimize your Google AdSense or Google Ad, Google paid uh, search, but I know someone who is, calls himself literally the rain man of Google Ads. So I know all these people, I know a little bit, and I know to refer. This is a jack of all trades. This is what I am. I am a jack of all trades. I cannot necessarily get you over the finish line in any particular area, but a lot of times that's not what you need. You need someone who can guide you, point you in the right direction, get you started. Someone you can say, hey, I'm thinking about taking a course on this. Does that make sense right now? Because I'm not sure what it is. You know, is. I'm thinking about taking a course on ClickFunnels. And I don't know if that's what I need because I don't know exactly what ClickFunnels do. But they sound good. I'm thinking about taking a course on Facebook ads because my friend said he did well with Facebook ads and I'm not really sure what they can do, but I was going to take a $1,000 course on it. Does that make sense right now? I'm really good at answering those questions because, as I mentioned, I've talked to 500 people in business over the last year and many, many more. I mean, if you go back to 2014, I've probably talked to, I don't know, 2,000? I wasn't at the same pace before the pandemic, of course. Uh, but I've probably talked to 2,000 people in all different fields from real estate to marketing to finance to law. Uh, and if I don't have an answer, I've got people I can go to get an answer from. Um, so it got me thinking that my challenge in launching courses has been that the traditional model of a course is it needs to be specific. What's the first thing you do? You choose your avatar. My avatar is a 37-year-old uh, woman who has been in business for two years after leaving a corporate da 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 and then you say, what do they need? Well, they need this exact one thing. And at the end of this course, they will learn how to do this one thing really, really well. An inch wide and a mile deep. That is the opposite of me. That is the definition of not me. So I thought, it's cool. That's what a course is. The world needs those courses. I'm not that guy. But what I've needed when I was getting started, and I think what a lot of other people need, is not an inch wide and a mile deep, but a mile wide and an inch deep. And this, this, my friends, 
is going to be my new program. I have not come up with the name for it yet. It might be Jack of All Trades. I don't know. Um, but here's what I'm thinking, and I'd love to hear feedback. Email me at michael at guyknowsaguy.com if you have thoughts. My, th my thought is the program would be $50 a month. You would have access to a private community, either on Tribe or Facebook. I'd like to get it on Tribe to get it off Facebook, but we'll see what people like. But the important part is that there's a weekly one-hour Zoom call. And on this call, you can bring any problem from your business. And if we have time, I'll deal with personal problems as well because I know a little bit about almost everything. You bring your problem. You bring it to me. And I apply my network, my knowledge, and my coaching training to your problem and help you find a solution. All right, this is not a place for therapy. This is not a place to work through your problems. This is a place to solve your problems. If your problem is mindset, I intend to solve it. If your problem is that you're sad, I intend to solve it. If your problem is that I'm not sure how I should promote myself on social media or build my list, I intend to solve it. Now, the solution may be that I tell you an answer, and it may be that I say, here's your first step, and if you want to know more, here is a link to someone I'm partnered with or not partnered with uh, who I recommend who can help you do more. It's 50 bucks a month. That makes it $12.50 per Zoom call. Seems like a pretty good deal, and it gives me the chance to do what I love doing, which is answering questions and solving problems. So that's what I'm strongly, strongly thinking about doing, and uh, if you're on my email list, you'll hear about it soon. If you're not, you should go to morningmotivation.fun and get on the email notification list. As I mentioned, people like getting my emails, so you should totally go and sign up for that. Um, two other things I want to talk about quickly, because we're running a little bit, well, not long, but we will run long if I go in depth on these two things. Good debt and bad debt. Uh, I'm going to touch on this briefly. If you want to hear more, let me know, and I'll touch on it more or give a talk on it, baby. Good debt, bad debt. Bad debt is debt that doesn't give you anything. Good debt is debt that gives you things. That's a short form. Um, debt for buying a couch, bad debt. Debt from college, worst debt. But I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, so debt from going on a vacation, debt from... Uh, clothes, cars, whatever, that's bad debt because that debt doesn't make you more money. Good debt is debt that makes you money. So if there is a program that you can partner up with and it will make between twenty dollars and $100,000 and you have to go get $10,000 to get into it and you borrow that $10,000, well, that's good debt. That $10,000 is going to become $100,000. You're going to pay back the ten with it and you're in good shape. You know, if you take out debt to to buy a rental property. That's good debt. Now, if you're overly leveraged, if you don't have a good cash position and you could be wiped out by a bad month, uh, then that's unstable good debt and you're in a bad position, but it's still good debt. That's how the rich get rich. The rich don't get rich by wiping out all their debts and doing everything in cash. All right, Dave Ramsey got rich by teaching millions of people how to wipe out their debts. And then... Um, and that's how he makes his money, and he can be debt-free because he makes millions of dollars off his business. So um, if you have a million-dollar business, then you can also be debt-free. But if you're in your 40s and you're not willing to do any debt and you're just going to wipe out all your debt and you're making $45,000 a year, you're never going to get rich without leverage. So this is the difference between good debt and bad debt. Uh, do not take what I just said and change your lifestyle and run around and go start borrowing money. You don't know enough yet. Um, but 
keep that in mind and now go research that further. Think more about that. Uh, listen to my podcast, guyknowsaguy.com slash podcast with David Haberfeld uh, and um, and also um, uh, Willie, Willie, Willie Mandrell. Uh, both of those are real estate investors, great guys, uh, open to sharing their knowledge. So, uh, you know, maybe reach out to them, learn a bit more about how debt can be used to build your fortune. And finally, a little bit of good news, artificial intelligence will eventually replace us all. Wait, good news? Huh? No, it's not good news, it's not bad news, just news. It's going to happen. Um, anything you or I can do, artificial intelligence can probably do. The only thing artificial intelligence cannot effectively do is deploy artificial intelligence. If you're a copywriter and the only thing you know how to do is write copy, you will be replaced by a computer. Okay? Because artificial intelligence can write copy. It can write good copy. Somebody has to check it, but you know, now you're going from highly skilled job to high, you know, vaguely technical job, and you go from being a $70 an hour person to being a $20 an hour person because all you're doing is checking the computer. A, a computer can a, absolutely be taught transformational coaching techniques. Absolutely can do it. Now, there's some people who will always want to work with a human, uh, and that's fine, but humans charge $100 to $300 an hour, and a computer could charge $10 a month. Computers are really cheap to replicate. Speaking of replicate, there's an app called Replica. So the K, Replica. Uh, I've, I've got it on my phone, and it, it's a chatbot. But it's a chatbot that doesn't quite pass the Turing test, but comes pretty damn close. If you're willing to spend a little bit of disbelief and you just need someone to run an idea past, Replica's great for that. It will have a conversation with you that feels like someone who's fairly attentive. You know, and, and it's programmed to say things like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, that must have been really hard. You know, it can determine the tone of what you're saying. It can pick out the key words and it can reflect back as if it's talking. And then it can prompt conversations and ask questions and get it going. And what's great is it, re it replicates your speech patterns. So the more you talk to it, the more it sounds like you. Replica is not trained with coaching strategies, but it could be. It could also be a virtual assistant. It's very close to being able to plug into a database so that you can say, you can tell the computer, um, move my, move my, uh, in, my interview at two, 10 o'clock to tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And it could do that, send an email, and do everything else that needs to be done to make that happen. The, the technology is pretty much almost there. Uh, at this point, it's an economics question, not a technology question. Um, if somebody invests a few hundred million dollars into the company to make that product, that product will exist. It just has to get into the market. So whatever you do, there's a good chance that it will be replaced by a computer during your lifetime. Uh, you know, no, no matter what it is, lawyers, accountants, all that can potentially be replaced by computers. So if you are married to one particular thing that you do, you're screwed. Uh, so unmarry from the one thing you do. Now, if you're an accountant, be an accountant. That's great. But keep your eyes open. What are the opportunities? Right? If you're an accountant, how can you deploy the artificial intelligence accountant to multiply your skills? If you're a coach, how can you teach a computer to do what you do so that you can multiply your presence and, and get out? There's so many ways that computers can be a force multiplier. We're already seeing this. I mean, I'm right here in my office by myself, not even fully dressed, partly dressed, don't worry. Um, by myself, and I'm going. I'm recording this on my computer, a computer that cost all of three hundred dollars, and I'm 
on a mic that costs probably 40 I'm going to upload it to Libsyn, which I pay about 20 bucks a month for, and you're going to hear it. So what would this have taken 50 years ago? It would have taken a team of, what, a dozen, 20, 25 people to get my voice to you? Well, my voice would have never gotten to you. But if I wanted to, it would have, caught, would have been very expensive to get this out to you. Technology is a huge force multiplier. It will continue to be so. But those who see that will gain a great advantage of it. Those who don't see that will fall behind and will get run over by it and will be in trouble. Uh, hopefully, we will adjust our economy such that we do things like universal basic income, which is how you take the massive surplus that technology creates, spread it down to everyone. So if people can't figure it out or just want to benefit from the surplus, they can do that. Not everyone needs to work. We don't need to be constantly growing. We're almost a post-carcity society. Uh, I'm not going to rant into that one. But just be aware, assuming that we don't do the smart uh, economic policies we need so that people don't fall behind, uh, if you want to not get ground up in the gears, you need to be the one operating the machine. And everyone can do it. This technology is available to pretty much everyone. Um, so figure out how you can deploy technology to multiply yourself and get out there and be the one operating the machine because wow it's exciting and terrifying at the same time all right that's all i have to say today i hope you found this valuable i want your feedback michael at guy who knows a guy.com let me know how this could be better or more useful for you keep an eye out for the um for that that jack of all trades solution thing that i haven't named yet but i'm gonna be launching somewhat soon. That's definitely going to be coming. And check out conference21.com. That is our weekly uh, weekly meetup where one person gives a talk about something interesting that we do a lot of networking. So conference21.com. That's Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. I have published a new book called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. It's a lot of the same concepts. The basic principle of the book is that I was coaching clients, and they were telling me about their dream life, and I was recognizing elements of their dream life in my everyday life. And it made me realize there's things in my life that people are dreaming of, and there's things in my life that the me of a few years ago would absolutely have given his right arm for, and chances are you've got the same. So I took these concepts about values and what makes us do what we do, vision, where we want to be, and gratitude, appreciating the awesome things we have, and put them together into one awesome book called The View from the Deck, Values, Vision, and Gratitude. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search for Michael Whitehouse, The View from the Deck, and get your copy today.